Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Hey, Dan Alexander, our producer, I see, is jumping up and down. He's flapping his arms. Looks like he's trying to land it's his either, It's either we're on or he's a pre-Thanksgiving turkey imitation <laughs> over there. I don't know. Hi, I'm Jim Gerhardt, along with Bob Williams. Bob, I'm going to let you set this, uh, this up today. We wanted to try something. This whole affair is uh, pretty much experimental. Yeah. And just to see how close you can come to, like, a talk radio show right. without the immediate but vocal content uh but uh well yeah for the last couple of weeks uh bill in the morning we've been uh taking phone calls uh from candidates running for election on various offices on the local town level to district to uh the assembly which is up for grabs Mm -hmm. so we've been taking various calls over the last couple of weeks and we figure we'll try it here on the facebook format sure um to allow uh, candidates their couple of moments to uh, express their platforms and what they're Mm -hmm. going to do if they're elected um just a couple of minor guidelines we really want you to send if you're the candidate that we want to hear from you we don't want to hear from friends of yours we want to hear from your facebook page your sign in or your candidates um uh, campaign facebook page so that's where we want the comments to come from something else i think would be interesting if there are local public questions uh, this, you do not have to be a candidate, I think, uh, just or, or, or so. Right. But we'd like to know what they are. You know, what's going on out there? Who's right. trying to raise money for what, <laughs> no doubt, nefarious purpose right. yeah. out there? Uh, and we want to hear the positives about your campaign, not so much about what the other person is not going to do or what they've failed to do if you're running against an incumbent, but uh, the good things that you're going to do if you're elected. Now, like I said, there's... Variety of offices up for grabs, council uh, positions throughout the towns. Um, you've got, um, you know, county freeholder positions up for grabs, all the way up to the uh, state assembly. The entire state assembly is up yeah, for uh, not election. The no, the, just the, the assembly, assembly uh, people. They're up for grabs too, so the entire assembly. So lots to hear from. We've got about mm-hmm. a half an hour here that we're looking to hear from your uh, your point. So mm-hmm. bring them on down. We'll uh, highlight them. And the good thing is that this uh, broadcast will be posted on our website right mm-hmm. through Election Day and beyond. Oh, that's so true, yeah. whatever is uh, talked about here or posted will be there for your reference so you can even tell your constituents that, hey, um, I was mentioned on the Jim Gerhardt podcast um, on October 24th, so look, at, uh, look that up in the archives and see what I had to say and see what the uh, the comments are about it. Do you know who your assembly people are? Um, it's... Uh, what, what district? I think I'm in the 6th <laughs> district. You know, I've got to look that up myself. But, I had to um, also. I, you know, usually when we were working, we knew these things cold yeah. because we talked to these people all the time. But all of a sudden, I said, hey, you know, gosh, you know. And sure enough, there's a name or two here that I wasn't that familiar with. Yeah. So... Anyway, uh, Bob has laid that down. I just while we're while we're setting this up, I have a couple of uh, really, well, say disappointing events. Uh, one is Bob that uh, I'm wearing black today, as you can see, and that is in memorial. My 2000 Subaru Forester died. Oh no! You had that since it was a brand new. Did you buy it? Oh yes. Oh my yes, God! Yes. Twenty years. What a what a great car! But yeah. unfortunately, during the latter probably the last ten years. Yeah. I've had other cars, so it had limited use. 
And uh, what happened was over a period of time, and probably because of a lot of misuse, the uh, uh, what happened was I was driving, thank heavens, I was pulling into my driveway at home, hit the brakes and went right black. Oh. And I pulled up and I looked behind and there was all the brake fluid lying in my <laughs> driveway. Oh, it's like your car so, bled out. Yeah, they had bled on. They said everything had sort of rotted out, you know, over oh. the period of time. So That's... I'm saying Kaddish today for my Subaru Forester. The other thing, you talk about disappointing, the uh, University of Washington, mm-hmm. which is almost my old alma mater. I used to do one, one of my metamorphoses when I worked in Seattle. I uh, went out with a broadcast team, and I was the guy standing here with a microphone on the field. And so, but anyway, so I do have a memory. Uh, the University of Washington, a professor there has called out SpongeBob SquarePants for being a racist. Really? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, his, his racist, violent colonial practices. Now, I'd never noticed any of <laughs> no, those. I, I, was, I, he's a hard-working young fellow. I always suspected it. his relationship with Patrick, but that's another matter. <laughs> right. They didn't get called out no, for that. No, they're just buddies, yeah. They right. wouldn't call him out I for mean, that. I mean, you know, just a hard-working uh, restaurant guy, yeah. you know? Uh, so uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to finish this because this shows this. Al Kelly, the old comedian who used to do double talk, could not come up with this. Professor Holly Barker argues that the cartoon sponge who lives in the fictional undersea town of Bikini Bottom symbolically perpetuates the violent and racist expulsion of indigenous peoples from the real-world Bikini Atoll, once used by the U.S. for nuclear testing, and thus desensitizes viewers to the violence of settler colonialism. Settler colonialism. And, and, and this, this person's teaching kids. <laughs> Probably she's allowed to reproduce, too. That, let me, I tell you what, uh, we're getting set up here. Uh, okay, uh, if, I, if we yeah. divert a little Absolutely. second, you, you, this is your, your baby, so you can keep up with, and, and get the comments. Uh, Mark says, please help us with the left lane dicks. Uh, Mark, for 26 long years, I harangued against that practice left lane dickery, the person who gets out there on the highway and hogs the passing lane. I'm not sure that I ever got anywhere with it, but uh, we sure gave it, we gave it a try. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean, I see them every day. You see them every day. It seems like they're multiplying. Doesn't seem like they're <laughs> becoming extinct. I, I, well, especially <laughs> Pennsylvania drivers. Sorry, PA. Yeah, yeah. You PA well, drivers, you're coming out of New Hope, going north on 202. Mm-hmm. You just annoy the daylights out of me going north. I used to going on 295 at home. If I would see or get behind or, or see a Pennsylvania driver, yeah. or Pennsylvania plates on a car. I would drop off or else pull off to the side of the road till he got out of sight. I, yes. I, there's going to be trouble. With a oh. Pennsylvania license plate, there's going to be some kind of trouble. It seems like they stake out their lane, and it's like, this is my territory. Well, you want to go around me? Go around I it. figured out. These are Pennsylvanians, right? Uh-huh. They are the descendants of colonialists right. uh, who were British. English. Right. Now, the English drive in the left lane. Yes. And I think this is perpetuating that. Is what the Pennsylvania drivers do. I never thought about it. Well, you give these things thought. <laughs> you see, everything has a has a, a solution. So, uh, oh my gosh! All right. So, so uh, again, got, so, uh, so, no, so back to your Subaru for yeah. a second. So uh, you got a lot of miles out of that, right? How many oh, miles? got a lot. I, I, well, it was in the end of the hundreds or so. Yeah. It was not. People could get more because they tell me that the uh, 
dealers uh, yeah. that they come or the, uh, the uh, service people. Yeah. The people come in there with 300,000 miles on it. And I expected the engine's beautiful. Yeah. So and somebody's going to get a good engine out of yeah. this thing. And that got you so, through a lot of snowstorms getting to the radio station. So there the I buildings. am. Yeah. yeah, well, it it also, I guess, the the plus side of it is it opens up some parking area in my garage. Which, <laughs> oh, or, you're not going to replace in, in, it? In my, uh, I, I don't know. See, I have another one, though. Gonna, oh, you have I didn't another t- I have a twenty. I have a 2011 one, too. Oh, okay. I'm never without a backup Subaru. <laughs> I'm not selling these. I mean, this is not a commercial. But I always thought this is the greatest family-type car that that there is. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, so I have to settle with the other cars now. Now, Solius... uh, no, I, I, he, he's, he's trying to sell. He's, he's trying cars. to sell you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you very much. There was my business. There was a day. <laughs> uh, us, us poor old retired folk. You know, we we find it difficult to go right out and buy new cars. <laughs> so, okay, other things that are going on here. I, I saw some. Uh, Bob, why don't you? Okay, here we go. Uh, he's gonna. He's I'm gonna, gonna let you handle this now. All right. This is what you had asked for. All right. So this is uh, D. D. Van. Ve- Ve- is this? Is, is he not, a candidate? Not a candidate. He, oh, is this just a comment? He is. He. He's no, not a candidate. It's a comment. It's not a comment. Okay, you go ahead. It says Red Bank resident who takes New Jersey Transit back and forth to New York for 15 years. Christie blew our funds for infrastructure by holding them hostage. Mm-hmm. Murphy promised to make the move on cannabis legislation, which coincidentally. We'll bring in hundreds of millions into New Jersey to help with the roads, bridges, trains, and to assist people get off of pharmaceuticals. Cannabis is an off-ramp, not an on-ramp. We need someone who has some... Uh, well, cojones. Guess, cojones. Is the word. Perfectly good word. Uh, in, in that seat. All right. Well, so, that's... that's uh, okay. That's, that's just... You know, speaking of that, I saw a story this morning. The uh, New Jersey State Department of Health now is proposing that they... Give, I'm not sure whether it's give, sell, or what, uh, uh, marijuana to uh, people who are addicted to opioids. Okay, as a right. Well, isn't that kind of like giving free beer to alcoholics who are trying to break the habit? I don't know. I've, I've, it's one area I've not really had any experience we talk about with. Broken thing, promise, promises. Uh, our current governor's been office in what, what, two years now? Mm hmm. He is he is disappointed that uh, the the legalized marijuana coalition. They are very disappointed. Oh sure, that, of course. I mean, we get comments from well, time to time. It's like, where's my legalized weed? You, you promised. I voted for you. So that that's that, that well, brings a little bit of disenchantment. I, I would say I think for that, a young or mm-hmm. you know impressionable voter that really puts their you know confidence in a candidate. I think since we already had legal or uh, medicinal marijuana laws, it seemed to be a, a shoe-in that this would happen. Right. And, of course, here we have a, a, a heavily loaded Democratic legislature, a Democratic governor. So uh, this, this administration so far, I'm not sure people want to uh, – everybody's looking for a legacy. Mm. And I don't know that there will be one. I think this would be kind of like the Corzine administration. Nobody remembers it. <laughs> yeah. And you say, who? Right. So, uh, I, uh, well, of course, that, that, that is a work in progress. Oh, deer season. Yes, it just started. And I, I do this. I like to do this because I think it's very important. I want to, I want to get a message to deer. Uh, I would like, be, deer, be sure to practice safe rut. Uh, 
Well, and how, why not? how does one do that? I don't, it's not my problem. <laughs> I, I have a problem with myself. I'm not going to worry. About, <laughs> I'm not going to worry about the deer. Okay. Um, so we're fishing here so, for people uh, who the American Dream or Nightmare Mall is opening uh, tomorrow. But it's just limited opening, isn't it? Um, I think it's the grand opening, isn't it? No, it's just a limited. Well, it's not. It 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 it, it, it there's technicality. Uh, Dan was telling us that they have a problem with the certificate of occupancy. Is that still an issue? <laughs> well, how long that, has that, that been going on? on here, director, tell us all yeah, about it. Yeah. Oh, here comes Dan Alexander. Here comes Come Dan. On. Now, who's running yeah. the controls since you're up front now? Oh, it's the 2000. We, the 20. Oh. The 2020. We can do. It can do itself. Okay. So, so American Dream opens up in what they call chapters. So this is the first chapter, which is going to be the Nickelodeon universe. <laughs> amusement park with 35 rides and also the ice rink which has an NHL uh, regulation size rink. Oh, is that part of the old arena, I guess? Maybe. I, I, I don't, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, could be. But what I but so basically that's all it's opening that's so n none of the retail stores will be open or the restaurants until March. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the problem is, is that they don't have this certificate of occupancy uh, that won't they don't as of right now as of yesterday they didn't have it. Now I the I have a message into the DC, the Department of Community Affairs this morning to see if uh, what the status is and they haven't they said they'd get back to me, so um, but they need that in order to actually um, uh, occupy the right the you know, open, open yeah. the doors right. anybody needs a CO right I'm sure if they, if it gets push comes to shove that'll get uh, taken care of very quickly I, they're not mm -hmm. there's too much at Perhaps. stake here mm -hmm. politically Perhaps. to mm -hmm. delay that thing the normal 90 days or whatever mm -hmm. it takes to get a CO right yes yeah all right gotta go back all right thanks buddy yeah and uh, I was hoping they'd open the Chick Fil A so we can get the rioting <laughs> over with and you know yes. and out of the way yeah. Well. Yeah. And uh, you heard about parking, right? They're, they're going to charge for parking at that garage up at the mall. Uh -huh. I think the first 30 minutes is free, and then it goes up to, like, what, six bucks for, like, three hours, and it goes up. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it, to some extent, it's, it's uh, going to be, I think, patterned on the Great Mall in, what, Minnesota. Yeah. And I don't know how they handle things like that. And... Uh, Listen, <laughs> says, what a joke. Mall closed in less than five years. Who's got the over-under? You know, I was here. You were probably here, too. I don't know if you were involved in it, but uh, I remember that uh, George Soffinger. George, yes. George, who was probably the most capable person in government, I think, in the time that we've been yeah. covering government here. He was the director of the Sports and Exposition Authority. Yeah, very good. One George too. came in one day with some pictures and maps, and he said, this is a new plan. This is what we're going to do. This is the first time we heard of it. He said, this, look at this. And I, I saw this beautiful layout of a shopping mall, and it's, it had Xanadu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, the and so George was pitching Xanadu and he's telling how wonderful this was going to be. Now, that had to be in probably the 1990s. Yeah, probably before they, they closed that. the arena because they closed the arena. Well, they, they scaled back after the sports teams left in the late 2000s. The, devil, the Nets were gone in the mm -hmm. mid-2000s, and then the Devils moved over to Newark in like 2008, 2009. So... But no but the thing they've been working on it ever since then. Yeah. Right. So we uh, uh, oh last week last week uh, you brought this up and I'm trying to remember how it came up. I, I guess the uh, the crazy horse statue. Yes, yeah, so out in uh, in uh, South Dakota. In South Dakota, 
And I, I looked this up, and I got rather interested in that. Now, the latest picture I saw, they've been doing it in 1948. The, the caller, or the person who corrected us, I think we said it was started in the 60s. It started in 1948. Right. And they're carving this picture of, of Crazy Horse, who was the Sioux War leader. And, and uh, in the mountain, similar to what they've done with Mount Rushmore. So, yeah, very similar. It's supposed to be, I guess, to give the other side of a picture of Mount yeah. Rushmore. I think it's in Th- the general, the natives, general they vicinity were the, of there. You know, the they were the Wasajus, which I think was the word that the Indians used for the white soldiers but anyway uh, it, it seemed to me as long as they haven't finished this they could make quick work of it because the latest picture I saw had a, a torso and the head right. is that what you had you had yes, a picture of it, it last week that's pretty much and, it. and the horse's head right and a big uh, stone yeah. in the front oh, okay which is supposed to now be that is the, elaborate the the horses the head the, the, the whatever you call it like the shoulders the yes. legs and everything in the front that takes a lot of time and effort. But what if they started with the other end, and they just did this huge thing of a horse's backside? And until they finish, they can say that this is a memorial to the United States Congress. Uh, you know, instead of tying it. You know, while, the, while it's a work in progress. I like the way you think. All right. <laughs> Not many people do. But. Okay, so. So predict, uh, predict, back to the mall. So predictions. You think it's going to... Uh, it's, is it going to be? Is it going to succeed? I have no idea. But you see malls closing all the time around here. I don't know if you don't see it all the time, but I do know some malls that have closed. A lot of them are running under capacity. That's People for sure. Well, Retail is not what it used to be. Well, Amazon and uh, right. it's uh, now if they were going to build an Amazon facility the size of the American Dream Mall, then you'd say that maybe that would have a, a chance of success. Absolutely. Mm. But, uh, and they're saying the traffic may be a little bit more. I think it's we're, we're going to have to wait to see what's going to happen. It's in a very, very heavily traveled corridor over by the the Meadowlands, the sports stadium, and the racetrack. And mm-hmm. it's it, it's going to we're going to have to wait to see how that traffic pans out. So somebody's telling us here that the uh, what do they say it is? They not say a mall. it's not a mall. It's not a mall. It's a it's an unmall. <laughs> It's a destination, I guess. I guess that's what they're calling it. Well, well, isn't everything a destination? You can see what they're trying to do. I hope it works. Uh, I think it would be great because they're going to employ a scat of people. Right. Now, again, once, I, how many, th- 8,000 or 18,000 or something like that? I saw Thousands, a huge yeah. figure, thousands. Yeah. Now, where are they going to park? And once they've parked, <laughs> where are you going to park? <laughs> who's left? <laughs> it's an entertainment and amusement complex. Hmm. Good work in the beginning. It probably will. Uh, hopefully, they will not have these difficulties with uh, some of the shenanigans that go on, you know, sometimes in these. Right, right. I, I know a mall that has pretty much it has closed down now as far as I know, but I think the, uh, the kiss of death was when there were not open gang violence, but groups. Uh, largely of young people who were causing disturbances, and people became afraid to go right, there. Right, and if the reputation starts to precede itself, then th- that really will not do well for the long-term success of the mall or the destination. All right, so we that will find out. What else is going on here? We've got, got all kinds of stuff yeah. here. Oh, you know, and, and this is a small thing, but I threw this out last week, I think. State slogans. Do we have, Dan, do you know, do we have an official state tourist slogan right now? Uh, yeah, okay, look, look that up. up. Now, if we do, it's probably pretty lame. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you see, everything thing. is competing with uh, Governor Kane and, and uh, walking on the beach and saying, New Jersey, perfect, yeah. perfect. Uh, perfect, and you, together. perfect together. 
So they come up with these things, but here was one for the books. This was back when uh, Dick Cody was governor. And they decided that they didn't like the slogan they had at the time. And I don't remember what it was. It's probably something very dynamic, like, <laughs> come see the beach <laughs> or something. But, um, and I don't remember any of right. these things. They weren't notable. Well, what was they it, had, wasn't Christie's uh, slogan, get the hell off the beach? Back when the... That was, that was, that was with, pretty with good. Christie, that, that was, was pretty, good. That's when we've had but, but I think what happened, though, the, the Chambers of Commerce said, no, that's not exactly what we have in mind. <laughs> that's, that's not the direction we had it going. But this was, they had a big contest. And there was apparently a pretty valuable prize at this for the public to come up with a new slogan. And so people came up and they set in slogans. This was getting into the fall. And this contest ran from fall. They were going to pick a winner at the last day of December. Oh, and nice. so... Okay, Christie signed a bill making the slogan. Yes, oh yeah, that's I'm it? seeing that as well. Yeah, Garden State. Do that's you, the official state slogan, like the official state bird and yeah, flower and everything but a song. But no, I mean maybe like a maybe we're looking for I'm, like I'm a talking more about a, a, no, I'm, like I'm talking a about a tourist slogan? a tourist slogan. Tourism slogan. Yeah, okay, well okay. thanks for the information but a tourist slogan. Yeah, let's look that up there. Uh, but anyway, they had the contest. And at the last day of the year, when they were supposed to announce the winner, Governor Cody got up and said, well, actually, I think we're going to extend the contest. They didn't have any, any, anything close to a winner. So they extended the contest, and they kept extending it. That was about the last we ever heard of it. Finally, in order to get it over with, they had somebody in the Department of Tourism write a slogan. And it was a stinker. But... The thing that remains with me is that the Star-Ledger had a contest of their own. They came up with, from readers, some good slogans. One I loved, and I bet you can remember what it is. This is my all-time favorite. It came in, I think, second or so in their contest, but theirs wasn't official. It didn't get it. And the slogan was for tourists, New Jersey, small state, big attitude. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it, that it's is, absolutely perfect. Yeah, what, how come that wasn't? Uh, you know, well, because that I don't know. I the liked, uh, I like well, that. I think you know Bob Engel came up with one. He and Sandy McClure when they wrote the book New Jersey, the Soprano State. Mm. Okay, tourist slogan is Discover the Garden State. Wow, that's just, <laughs> that that makes, is dynamic. Makes you want to come. To oh the boy, state, makes yeah. makes you want to pick up and move Oof. move away so I can come back. Oh, uh, boy. Oh, gosh. What's going on? I guess the big news now, we're getting into... Uh, here's another interesting thing. And I think what's happening here, a lot of stuff that is big news now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to interrupt what I'm saying here because some of these comments are really good. Joe, Joe says, liberal candidates don't have to campaign in New Jersey. They get elected 10 minutes before the polls open. That's why they're See, not responding. Okay, okay. No, no, this, yes, this is a serious matter. This is it's pretty much a one-party state. Uh, I don't know what's happened to the Republican Party. The Republican Party, both locally and almost nationally, has sort of faded out. Yeah. They, they, they seem to lack any, uh, you call it charismatic, dynamic, or what, leadership. Yeah. And the closest they can get, I think, is to get somebody who's already famous and try to make them a candidate. Right. Or get somebody who has a pile of money, Notoriety which, of course, both or, parties are doing now. Money, yeah. So when we talk about this, I think, uh, and uh, it does not show that I or Bob necessarily have that great a, when we're criticizing government, a political leaning because the Republicans, and I once 
ran afoul of a very powerful Republican here one time on the air. And he was telling about why an election coming up, if you don't like what you should vote Republican. I pointed out to him, we did that in the year 2002, that we elected a Republican governor, Christine Todd Whitman, uh, uh, and we elected a Republican legislature, the Senate, and asked, and what do they do? Nothing. Yeah. So why should we do it again? Yeah. I mean, it was a period in which nothing really positive happened at all. There was no reform in anything. In fact, the most notable memory that I have of that administration was when they instituted the automobile inspection, gave a uh, the contract for inspecting our automobiles, which at that time was very stringent, you know, right. all kind of tests they did. And they gave it to a company that had given, I believe it was $280,000 or thereabouts to the Republican Party. So there wasn't any question about it. And the rumor was at the time that somehow the Department of Transportation had cooked the request for, uh, uh, what do they call it, the RPAs or RPIs? Or bids? Bids, yeah, requests for bids. And they cooked it so there's only this one company could qualify. They got it, and it was a god-awful mess. Do you remember that? Anybody remember that? Maybe you don't go back that far. This would have been in the, the early mid-'90s, and inspection was just total hell. Dan, you remember that. It was awful. It, it was awful. And you'd stand in line for hours. Nobody knew what they were doing. They had all of this hugely expensive new uh, dynamometer equipment that, that didn't work. Cold, it didn't work in the cold weather. In the yes. cold weather, it didn't work. What was the name of that company that... Uh, well, oh, they still have it, so I'm not going to knock the company, yeah. because the company itself I got it straightened out, and they're doing a very good job they're now. They're still doing it. They, they still, well, it was the Parsons Company is what it was. But in the beginning, and I don't blame the company necessarily, the company was pretty much handed the contract and said, here, you figure out what to do. Here's what we want inspected. And now they did everything except, you know, pull the piston rings and yeah. check for fingerprints or right. something. And it took a, an inordinate amount of time. But it, it was, it was uh, uh, and that was just one instance here. People were crying at that time for automobile insurance reform. That was the big thing. And remember, we had this uh, young woman who got petition going and she got hundreds of thousands of signatures demanding there be some reform in automobile uh, insurance. She took it down, delivered it to Chris Christie, who came out and actually accepted the truckload of petitions, uh, signatures, but then nothing was done about it. And then eventually, uh, the, the legislature, which was very busy doing nothing the whole time, and uh, the governor later, of course, had eyes... Well, she got reelected, of course. It barely, barely beat this young man from Woodbridge named Jim McGreevy that nobody had heard of. But he came very close to upsetting her. And then she went on and then had eyes to become the vice presidential candidate for George Bush. That left. got shot down when she unfortunately had a picture of her frisking a young black man in Camden, yes. uh, who at that time was innocent. That thing went now, viral. It went viral, and of course, no national political party is going to have... Now, she wasn't hurting him. I mean, it was a setup. They had him up with his hands against the wall, and she was had a big smile on her face pretending to frisk him. Very poor optics. That was known as yeah. the picture. Yeah. But uh, that was sort of the, the, the end of that candidacy, and of course, she went on to the... Uh, uh, resigned and went on to the... Uh, what, uh, I get these, the Department of Economic... No, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. EPA. EPA. EPA, yes. Not the... What's the local one? The... 
DEP, EPA, LSMFT. Everybody's got initials nowadays. But then she left, and then she left the door open for McGreevy. Okay, Anne says, now, I'm seeing I haven't had a chance to to scan all So glad you're finally here. The liberals are selling our state down the river from the Hudson to the Manasquan, all the way down to the mouth of the Delaware. Those who disagree might just as well stay home and not vote. This is a, this is a problem. How how do you persuade a person? How do I persuade myself to vote? Uh, it's pretty well said. The we have uh, there's not a congressional election, but we have one Republican uh, congressman, and when Chris Smith, uh, Chris Smith retires, I think that's sort of the end of that. Yeah. And so, and the same thing with the legislature. I think there are out of eighty legislators. There are, what is it, 30 Republicans? Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, small amount. It, it, yeah. it's, oh, it's overwhelming. And it's smaller yeah. every election And cycle. so where this leads, I, I have no idea. But it's, uh, see, this is, this is the reason I ask if there are local issues. Now, sometimes a local public question and issue can, can get on the ballot and can, uh, well, at least stimulate you to nice. go to the polling place. Now what they're doing, they're trying to get as many people as possible to do the mail-in ballots. Right, which is... Uh, which is easier to manipulate right, <laughs> in a pinch yes. <laughs> if it's not overwhelming oh, enough. We're, d- we're down you, by 2,000. Let's dig 500 yeah, out of the you, you can be doggone sure that it is overwhelming. So if you... I don't know if I asked you last time. I forget. But uh, governor's elections tomorrow. Who do you vote for if you're voting Republican? Who's the Republican candidate for governor? The upcoming. Well, that's in, that's some time off. Yeah, that's but, two years but off. Right now, if it was held today, well, who would it, be the lead? I have no idea. Well, you, you get Tom Kane Jr. again. That's not going to work. Uh, you get uh, Kim Gudano. Would she be interested? I or don't mean, think that would work. No. Uh, who's Even the guy that ran she, for Senate? That uh, Bob, uh, the guy who just ran against uh, Menendez. What's his the, the the Republican that just lost to Menendez? Bob. Uh, how how quickly we forget! Oh, gosh, see how remember remember memorable. I'm sorry. Lonigan? No. no, Steve Lonigan. No, no, no Steve no. Lonigan. I think he. I don't think he ran. He was in the primary. Be, yeah. be, be all that is it may. Bob. Oh God. Guggen. Goog, uh, <laughs> you have I can't no even idea. Remember the guy's name. You have he no, just uh, ran for Senate. Okay. Well. Gosh. But anyway. But would he be a lead Republican? Because he he did pretty well. I mean, he had a, they, a nice following. They, not, I don't, not enough to. Yeah. Beat I don't Menendez. know. I don't know why they don't have one. Hugin. I I was close. I said. Good Hugin. heavens! I totally forgot Hugin. that. Yeah. yeah. And that's only less than two yeah. years ago. Gosh. Well, I, I I have no idea. The uh, there are there are good people. You know who you know who would have probably have ended up maybe as the fair-haired person who might get somewhere was. Uh, Oh, for heaven's sakes, the bridge gate. Oh. Baroni? Uh, the bridge gate. Baroni? Maroni. Bill Baroni? Bill Baroni. Hmm. You ever meet Bill Baroni? No. No, back back when he was first in the, in the legislature, uh, he was in the station, of course. We used to have everybody coming by. Here was a young person. He was intelligent. He had uh, very good appearance. And I think he was going somewhere in the party, and all of a sudden he ends up out of office but working for the, uh, the Port Authority and got himself into trouble with the Bridgegate thing. So that was one shot down. I don't know of anybody, I really don't, uh, who would. Now, here's what you see, here's what happens. The, 
I don't think this is of any great disadvantage to the local, the county people, which are very powerful organizations who pretty much call the shots. They will find somebody with a pile of money. And, 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 and yes, because this is good, because the person can, a very rich man, such as the current governor and Corzine and others, they can put up their own money, which means that it doesn't come to have to come out of the local treasury. So uh, we had that, a good example of that in the Republican side was in the third congressional district. Two years ago, or more than that now, because last year they had an election and a Democrat was elected, he had pretty much bought the Republican nomination in the third congressional district, which is Burlington, Ocean Counties, I think, and maybe a touch of Monmouth or something, and uh, became the elected representative with the party backing the party money and his money. He won the election and he went to Congress. Then he got voted out two years later. It just didn't work. I don't think, again, these rich people often have their heart in it mm -hmm. uh, because it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a toy, something to play with. They get bored. I mean, these are intelli highly intelligent people, and they probably have restless brains. <laughs> and so they want to do this. I know John Corzine, as I've mentioned many a time, told me one time, we were talking about it, and I asked, you know, are you having fun being governor? Are you enjoying this? And he said, you know, I really, I really miss being in business. I love business. Mm -hmm. And I think from then on, he just... It was an honest, he, he honest candidate. You know, he's a, he's a perfect example of somebody like a dog. I'm not comparing it with a dog, obviously. Who chases a car and catches it. And yeah. what does he do? <laughs> what are you going to do? do when you okay, the, Ann says... I have a 2008 Impreza that I plan to drive until it falls <laughs> off its hinges. Uh, it's about haunches. Uh, it's about to turn over to its first 100,000. Love that little run around from snowstorms to beach, runs, and it always does what I need it to do. Oh, come on, Oops. Anna. Only 100,000 miles. That's just warming that that's, car. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm not selling those. It's just that for some reason I always have these. Uh, and I, Very dependable. No matter what well, other. We got one because of you. Yeah. yeah. You know, oh, I, did you? Yeah, we got one for Brendan a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good. Great. From our buddy Steve Callifer. Somebody, somebody told me. I didn't mean to do this. I get nothing from you know the, the company or anything. It's just we're talking about cars. And I mention it, and uh, somebody, one of the people at the dealership said one time, he said, you know, you've sold more Subarus than Jack, you know, mentioning their top salesman. Jack over said, there. I didn't dead. mean to do it. Anybody, you can talk about other kind of cars. I've got nothing against any of them. I have five cars. Four. Well, you got four. the Miatas four. and you got uh, the Porsche. Oh, right? man, I, I forget. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've got, well, I've got other cars. <laughs> so I'm not, <laughs> so uh, we heard from, uh, okay, uh, see, if, if you see us looking oddly away from the camera, we have a great big TV screen over here with very small print on it. But what we've been doing here, we've been welcoming uh, candidates uh, uh, to chime in. If you're running for yeah. office, whatever level, yeah. uh, you can post your comments yeah. here. and We'll share them with the audience. Um, and it'll be it, posted here. It's okay if you choose not to. But, I mean, we, we just thought we'd give this a shot. Right, yeah. Now, we, we could do it again. Maybe next week the word will get around yeah. and we could do this. We can try to get the election it. is two weeks from uh, two weeks. last Tuesday. Less than, less this is Thursday, weeks. so yeah. two weeks. Yeah, I think it's on the 5th. Yeah. We heard from Stephen Pacraduni, Jr., running in the 4th District, but nothing from him in terms of a pitch. So he's just checking in to say, hey. Well, he got his name out All there. Right. Pacraduni. All right. It's okay. 
Thanks, yeah. Stephen. Uh, uh, we're going to vote for Stephen. We don't know what you're going to do, but thanks for checking in. Yeah. This is like, remember remember with the uh, famous episode when Chris, uh, Christy Whitman was running for office, and she was looking for support. She was trying to get on the Howard Stern show. And she eventually did. But Stern said, okay, I'll let her on the show, and we'll let her do her pitch. If she will name a rest stop after me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and lo and behold. And she, and she did. She named the restroom. <laughs> on 295. On, on 295. This is closed now. It was a small little outhouse type thing. I don't know, was it south of your exits? Uh, no, no, no. It was down to Columbus. Uh, okay. It's between Florence, the Columbus, Columbus Florence yeah. and what's the next one? Uh, Burlington. And I think the sign, because it said Howard Stern Rest Area, and I think it only lasted a couple of weeks before somebody stole the sign. That's right. And then it was done. And, and then and that was that. Knows, maybe but even anyway. Somebody from Christie's, yeah. uh, Chris, Chris, um, Christine Todd Whitman's campaign actually took it down. <laughs> Who knows? I wonder, you know, I'm, tem- there. I'm tempted to do something fairly serious, but this doesn't seem to be the day for it. So, so it will. Oh, just a couple of things. Now, see, we're watching all of these things come in. Some we're, we're, we're talking, and some. Uh, we're simply noting, but uh, this, I, I, oh, I told you about the SpongeBob. Yes. And that's, that's very disappointing, SpongeBob. But, you know, some, there will be, people are so wrapped up in this uh, frenzy. Yeah. This, this, this racism uh, frenzy. Yeah, and, uh, that there will be people who are actually probably going to demonstrate in front of TV stations to stop carrying SpongeBob. Yeah. Now in New Jersey we have Sleaze Bob, uh, one of the uh, uh, one I of our elected officials. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they they haven't come down on no, him yet. No, but uh, and that's so, a shame. How many how many generations have gone through SpongeBob? At least two or three. I love SpongeBob. Love SpongeBob. Yeah. I think the creator passed away though. Stephen Hillen. I I have no idea. I know one time at the uh, uh, aquarium. They had a, a thing there where you could go sit in a small auditorium. This is in Camden, the, the New Jersey Aquarium. And you could sit in a, a, like a small auditorium with elevated seats in it and a huge screen. And they had this very, very almost 3D SpongeBob and, and Patrick. Perfectly innocent activity between them. And it, when they were splashing, their water would spray up into the audience if oh, something man. happened. It was very cool. What else is going on here? Uh, oh, here's uh, here's oh, the here, here, here's okay. Stephen Stephen Packerooney, Pack Pack, Pack Red Dooney. What okay. is best for the taxpayer will be our first priority once in Trenton. All right. That sounds like deja vu all over again. Right. Okay. I've only heard about six thousand candidates for office. Well, saying I'm going to Trenton and change the way well, business is done in Trenton. Well, Every, Steve, and er, oh, everybody's going to lower property taxes too. Well, Steve, we wish you the best, and we yeah. hope you get about 200 other legislators on your side to share your platform. It, w- it would be nice yeah, if you were feeling if it was contagious and yeah. it spread. Mm-hmm. But of course, once they get there, there's nothing. To, how, how many candidates can you remember who are going to reduce property taxes? Even come up with figures. Uh, I think it was doing the Corazine administration when he was running. I forget he was running against again. It was a, a Republican, I guess, a wealthy businessman. And uh, this person came out and said, if I'm elected, we're going to reduce property taxes 10 percent. The other party came back and says, we're going to reduce them 15 yeah. percent. And, and you get into this. Uh, they're practicing escalatio on the public. I think the most and then recent they don't do anything once they get in there. The most recent one was uh, uh, promising 10 percent 
30% over four years. And the best oh, yeah. they did was stem the tide, pretty much. It we didn't want, go up, but yeah. it didn't come down. We don't want the tide spender. We want the damn thing cut down yeah. or cut out, yeah. uh, except local. Right. School. Figure out a way to fund education. Right. Other states do. Why are we the only ones that are yeah. burdened like crazy? And you talk about the, the tax threshold, about the mm. national tax thing with the $10,000 deduction. It's, it's our own fault. Why are our damn taxes so damn high around here? Other states, three to five thousand dollars on average for property taxes, and that's even high. And we're we're at and ten like, thousand like, average. And like Delaware, and they don't have one at all. Right, absolutely. Oh, um, well, it was something that you said that that um, oh, it, it triggered a thought, but I, the thought will come back, I'm sure. Mark this. says, can you please ask the candidates to repeal the .27 gas tax? Uh, the 27 cent gas tax. Why would politicians tax gas in the most heavily congested state in the country? Well, that's. Uh, hmm. Let's see. How do I answer that? I I got this in a conversation I had with James Carville. Remember the legendary political oh. uh, uh, advisor who yeah. was very oh. instrumental in the in the Clinton administration. Talking to Jim Carville one time, and I asked the question, Why does somebody do something? And his answer was, and he was from the South, so he had a lot of Southernisms here. He said, well, it's the same reason you ask, why does a dog, why can a dog do certain uh, offices right, on to, his, to himself? To, to himself. himself. Yes. Because, <laughs> because he can. He can. There you go. I'm not going to get into the, okay, well, let's see, how, how do you, this is way off the point, but uh, how do you guys feel about Undocumented immigrants. Oh, okay. Let me get back to oh, Steve no. again. No, no. Oh, Steve. Steve was kind enough to get in touch yeah, with thank us. Thank you, Steve. Steve says we're going to cut business taxes to increase business development. Yeah, okay. Here's the thing. Steve is right. The new survey out, Dan, you'll remember this, and Lou and everybody here, Bob. Survey out, I think it was yesterday, that we are once again the least business-friendly or, turn it around, One the most business-hostile state in the country. Yes. And this is for the, what, fifth sixth straight year uh, that, like that, that this yeah. is the worst state to do business in now who is we um, is that is that the uh, imperial we like Queen Victoria just like you know me and God <laughs> or is this a group I have no idea but it says we uh, uh, lots of luck and uh, did you hear the, 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 the bad business news yesterday that Honeywell the Honeywell Corporation uh, is going to be moving their headquarters out of New Jersey at Mars Plains down to Charlotte. Hmm. That's uh, several jobs. That's uh, several thousand jobs going to be leaving from their corporate headquarters. They've been there for goodness. Well, that's interesting. Years. How that's much money did loss. we? How many in tax abatements did we give them in the first place for coming here? I, I don't yeah, know. Right. But that's a big issue right now. They're still fighting over that. Yeah. The governor wants a cap on the amount of money tax abatements you can give a business to come to New Jersey. Steve Sweeney and the other side of it do not want a cap because they say in order to run, uh, I mean, in order to get the business here, that you have to be open with this, whatever it takes, in relation to what you're going to get back. Yes. And there were a lot of abuses in it before. They're trying to straighten that up now. But that, that's, a, that's a huge issue right now. Uh, Steve, okay, to continue with Steve here, we plan on reducing every department's budget by 5% a year for three straight years. And he says, my running mate is Paul Dilks. 
you vote for two assembly candidates. That's true. Okay, guys, good luck to you. Uh, and I don't mean to be that cynical, and I'm not poo-pooing what you said. I, I think it's it's excellent, but we have heard these, we have heard about these things before. What else? I guess the big national story now is this Ukraine thing that the media is beating right. the, the heck out of. You know, uh, and again, just doing a little bit of a lull here. I think one of the problems that we have that's causing this huge frantic explosion of interest in deals that may or may not have been made between the heads of government. I think that's because we do not really teach or study history anymore. This has always been done. And you might say, okay, well, we're going to blow the whistle. It's not going to be done anymore. That you make a, an agreement with a, a head of a foreign state uh, to something that... that uh, but increases your own chance of success in your own country. All countries do that. All of these deals, as we've said so many times, everything significant that government does is done out of your sight. Right. It's all done like this, and it always has been done. It may not be good. This relates to the business of the Russian interference in an election campaign. Of course there was Russian interference in it. Of course we interfered in their election. We have interfered, <laughs> documented, and I believe it was 50-some different countries' elections, tried to influence them through CIA and economic and other activity since World War II. We do it. Countries do that. Why would you not do it? If you have dealings and you have an important relationship with a country, if you have an, an you, their leaders are important to you, who their leaders are. So you would see who is going to be best for my programs, my agenda, and my relation with this country, and I'll do what I can to support them. Right. Consequently, I'll do what I can to undercut the other guy. This is always done. It will continue to be done. And don't let somebody uh, yeah. in, in, in the deep like, state oh, say, we first, don't do that. It's the first time ever that someone my here God, in yeah. our country has you, you think the, that. this How government, the, the CIA and these agencies are virgins when it comes to, <laughs> to ch chicanery, trying to manipulate other governments? Of course we've done. We've uh, participated in regime changes. Tried to. How many times did they try to kill Castro? Right. <laughs> Exploding cigars. <laughs> yeah. Now, some of these they things. They never got that right. But, they, but they? we were doing things. We've yeah. always done. And, and, and history is full of these things. So it doesn't make it right. But on the other hand, it, it, they're, they're, you're not, it's, it's, it's done. It's, it's part of the game. People, conversations that uh, leaders have with leaders of other countries, whether it's above board or there's always a back door. There's always a back channel right. in which, uh, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, the back door channel between, I think it was Kennedy and uh, uh, Khrushchev. Oh, right. Khrushchev. Actually, as I understand it, I think it, it, it came through a, a, a British, an English journalist who somehow had been sort of the, the under chain of command between the communication there because he could, they could say things in negotiating with those just below the level of Khrushchev and Kennedy, yeah. and you could speak openly and seriously. 
And so publicly, you say we're going to have an embargo, you know, on this shipment or something. We're going to do economic thing. Under then the word could have gotten back said, "Look, do this, or we're going to blow your ass out of the water." Right. So, <laughs> and and we're armed and loaded. And what's to be surprised about that? They they talk like they do when when the doors are closed or whatever. Uh, Steve Sofka, unfortunate to any Democrat with good intentions, the high-ranked Democrats who are now making a mockery of the judicial system, are ruining your party. So Republicans for me and only Republicans. Okay, Steve, I understand that. When we talk about Democrats, here's another problem. Uh, somebody was telling me one time, well, we don't know where you can stand politically because sometimes you're against this and you're for that. How? Who says you have to be consistent? Right. It was Emerson, the great American what, philosopher, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. The consistency is but we are expected to be. If you say, I, I, uh, I am for, let's say, I am for, uh, but pick one thing here, immigration reform. Right. Okay. Then it's assumed that you're also for every other thing that the administration right. or, or the Congress are building a wall. I mean, everything else right. that they do, you approve of. They, no. You can't be an a la carte. Right? Well, of course. And, and I'm surprised in New Jersey that there's so many knee-jerk Democratic voters because most of the registered voters are undeclared. I think 60-some percent of the voters in New Jersey are undeclared. Right. And that's the uh, and, unknown and factor. That's right? the unknown that's factor the here. Yeah. I think that, I think, the, well, voter turnout, we discussed this with Eric Scott, the dismal estate of voter turnout. That's one reason. It, who was it, the governor? I believe it was Governor Corzine. Uh, not trying to pick on him, but just remembering the, that particular election. Uh, I, I believe that he was elected by less than a fourth of the people, of, of the eligible voters, because the others didn't vote. And this is what happens. That's what comes up this time. And if the Republicans do not manage to come up with somebody... Uh, probably they'll run Bruce Springsteen or somebody with name recognition. He'd probably do pretty well. Actually. Well, in Minnesota, they ran Jesse Ventura, who was known mostly as a wrestler. He won. And working with Arnold and the Predator, and he won. Yeah. He had the name. Yeah. Everybody knows. Arnold, look at Arnold in California. Why do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected? It wasn't because of his his deep political acumen. So, so what was, so <laughs> was, what, was what was Eric's prediction for voter turnout coming up in a couple of weeks? Uh, he was talking about 15 percent. No, no, I, I don't know that he. No, no, I don't think he made that prediction specifically for this upcoming election. 15 percent okay. turnout. I think what he said that if the trend continues, it would that it will it will get out of that to the point at which, as Eric said, uh, said sometime they're going to have an election and nobody will come. It's like Carl Sandburg, the poet's old line. Someday they're going to give a war and nobody will come. So we so, have over 9 million residents in New Jersey. About 9 how, million I residents. How many are registered voters? Who knows? A lot. A lot. So. No, that's good. The people do register. Yeah. But uh, I, I, here's, Oh, here's the president of the Jim Gerhardt fan club. No, no. Marie. Oh, come on. Let me shame you. Let me embarrass you. Jim Gerhardt, the voice of reason. I'd say you should run for office, but you're too honest and intelligent. 
Not to mention too old and too tired. But you're good looking. Huh? And you're, you're charismatic. <laughs> You've got a future, boy. Uh, well, they said, Mo, how old was Moses biblically when he led the, the is, Israelites out of Egypt? I think he was supposed to be 120 or something. <laughs> got long so time. I got a lot of time. I got, I got scads right. of time. So I guess we're almost uh, Okay. Wrapped, I, right? Yeah, I think we're Let's running. See. I was just looking to see. Oh, uh, no, I'm not going to do I run across a quote from Gandhi. And I want to do this next week because I think it's very serious. This could be extremely significant, not in this election, but in what's going on in the country. Uh, Gandhi, whom I admire very much, he said, The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Mm. Now, you don't have to remember that or embroider it on your sampler or something. Uh, On your arm, just under... Death before dishonor with your tattoo. Uh, but I thought that was significant because I have referred to this squabble, this, this great discord that's going on in the country, much of it, uh, as, as politics of revenge. And I think to a large extent it is. It is groups now who have felt realistically or have been persuaded that they have been somehow mistreated and I mean, it's obvious there are there are ethnic groups that again we'll get into later, and it is inescapable. It's like you feel that you and your people have been bullied by the school bully for years, and all of a sudden now you find out you can get up, you can sock the bully, mm. and once you do that, uh, the, the the urge to do that I think is inescapable, and I think there's a lot of that in this politics. Especially some of the politicians. We have one Jersey politician in the presidential campaign who I think pretty much has based his campaign on that. It's sort of uh, under the surface, yeah. but, but it is there. Uh, this is your chance to get even. Yeah. Uh, but it would seem, again, if Gandhi is right, the weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. So how do you get over that? Well, the quickest way is to make the weak stronger. <laughs> so uh, maybe we'll try to think of ways to do that. All right, I think that uh, we'll about... Good show. Uh, yeah. Very well Again, uh, we have another one of these sessions before, the, uh, yep, before the election. On Halloween? We have to think of a costume. We have a week. You're, you used to do that. Yeah, no, we, we'll talk I never about did. that next week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You ever bring some pictures? Yeah. Were you ever SpongeBob? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, th- I think you were Sponge. You were, you were every, every Bob, every I think. Bo- I ran out of Bobs. You ran out of Bobs. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, listen, thanks very much. I'm you know, happy for people participating. Yeah. We were trying. We missed a lot of things that people said, uh, unfortunately, because we were trying to focus pretty much on this attempt to do some political. Right. Dan, you're looking over here curiously like, Everything's good, right? He's got, it's like the gong show. He's got the crook. <laughs> <laughs> yep, he's ready to hit the gong. So we're ready to take off, and we'll talk to you. Yeah, okay, uh, we'll do it again. Have yourself a great uh, week. week. Think, think about this. Get acquainted anyway with some of the local stuff, because it could be something important to you. It could be a local issue. It all starts on the, uh, the local level. We'll talk about it next week. Thanks. Oh, forgot. How do you do that? Gearhart's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gearhart Podcast.